Welcome back to the Nick Asylum Podcast. Mmm, sweet Jesus. Today we're going to be talking about Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Alright you guys, I hope you're having a good day today. So, I was at work listening to a podcast. Well, before I jump into that, if y'all hear my like computer fan or the fan behind me, please forgive me. I have these settings on my mic, but they still kind of pick up noise because, you know, it's how life is. But, um... So I was listening to this podcast called Bigfoot for Breakfast, and they had an episode called Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, which everybody knows I had firsthand experience, not when it was open, but, you know, I spent a night there. So they go into the backstory and all that stuff, which is good. I uh, recommend y'all listen to it if y'all are ever interested in that type of asylum or whatever. But this is more about my experience there. So me and my boy Dylan, we were looking for an asylum to spend a night at. So we were looking at all these places. <sighs> Sorry. The closest one that was near us was Trans-Allegheny. The rest was like far away in other states, right? Which sucked. So I'm like, all right, it's only three hours. That's fine. I can do that. So we set up a date, August 18th, 2018. All right. So the day before, August 17th, I get a text from my cousin Drew. He says, call me. I call him. He doesn't answer, right? His wife sent me a message telling me to call him, so that's the only reason why I was calling him. The next day, my stepdad walks in there, and he's like, hey, um, have you talked to your mom today? And I was like, no. He was like, are you going to be here when she gets here? I was like, depends on when she gets here because we have a three-hour drive. We got to get something to eat, and then we got to check in at 9, so she better hurry up. Because it's already like 12-something, right? And I don't know where I'm going. So she finally shows up and she tells me that my Mima is in the hospital, right? And I'm like, oh, man, that sucks. Like, that's crazy. And I told her that, like, I'm headed to go to Dylan's And we can go down this weekend since I have weekends off. And we can go see her in the hospital this weekend. Well, that conversation ended. I got in my car and I drove. There's no Wi-Fi from my house to my boy Dylan's house. But when you get to his house, since he lives in a motel, they have internet, obviously. So I'm sitting in the car waiting for him to come out, and I get a text from mom. And she said that Mima had passed away. She was trying to text that to my sister because, you know, my sister's not really blood-related or, you know, had a huge relationship with my Mima like I did. So that's why she texted to her. But she said she was trying to call me over the phone and tell me. I did see the missed calls later, but since, you know, I didn't have no internet or any bars at all, I wasn't able to receive those calls. So mom was like feeling really, really guilty. And she was like, damn, I fucked up, you know, and it really made me sad. I cried in the car for a couple minutes and then Dylan came out and I tried to put on a good face and we ended up having fun that night. We, uh, had a shitty drive, though, because of the way the mountains are. Oh, my God. All the potholes and all that shit in the road. So we go, and we check in. We go and get something to eat. We come back, and there's a deer, and people rubbing them and, you know, feeding it. It's crazy. So the way Trans-Allegheny is set up, you can either do the tour of the main building, or you can do the tour of the geriatrics, medical, and forensic buildings, right? So we decided to do the geriatric medical forensic buildings. That's the tour we wanted to do. I thought it was going to be more interesting than it was, but 
obviously not, but we still had fun. Okay. So we go, we do our little waiver thing. They end up um, putting us in groups and we went. So when we got to base, which was where we sat our stuff, you know, it's called ground zero or base. And you can go and sleep there. You can eat your food there. You can drink there. You can talk, whatever. But you got to be with your group when you first go into a new building. But if y'all been in that building for a while, y'all can go back to base and do whatever you want, right? Just don't go into another building without your group, okay? That was just the rules. They don't want you to see nothing new without your group seeing it with you, which was fine. So we end up going into the geriatrics building. Nothing really happened. It was really boring, so I tried to make things a little bit interesting. They had a cigarette. It was like a, I think it was a cigar or something. And the guy sat it there on the thing, and I took it while everybody was looking around. And I grabbed it, and I tossed it down the hallway <laughs> towards the bathrooms. Oh, my God. That was probably the funniest shit I've ever freaking done in my life. It was hilarious. And then they put a camera behind it, and I was like, damn, I can't do it no more. Like... Unless if I had telekinesis powers, but I don't have that. So we eventually are walking around, whatever. Nothing's really going on. So me and my boy Dylan were walking around, just the two of us, whatever. And uh, I walked up to one of the lights that were on the second floor because everybody was on the third floor. I went back to the second floor with Dylan and the lady, she had a flashlight looking up at the ceiling, right? Lighting up the room. And then she had her um, little... I guess EMP, not an EMP, but the thing that you put on the ground, it goes. She had one of those and she had like a voice recorder beside it. So it could hear what me and Dylan were saying. And I started like whispering to him like, like shit like that. So when she goes back and listens to it, she's going to be like, what the fuck? She's going to hear us talking. And then we like, at like we walked away. And then we came around the other side, like, a couple minutes later, and then we're like, <laughs> I mean, that shit was so funny. I wonder if she actually, like, bought it. I doubt it, but that shit was still funny to me. So, we eventually leave, and we go to the medical building. This one's a little bit different. So, back in the day, Weston, West Virginia, they didn't have a hospital. They've only had one hospital, and that was the building that me and my boy were exploring, the medical building. So regardless if you had a mental illness or even the flu, that's the building you would go to. I thought that was kind of odd when me and Dylan got our pieces of paper, and it said what we were diagnosed with, which was um, epilepsy and a common cold, which I was like, why would they give you a common cold, Dylan? That's weird. But after they explained that, that made more sense, which Dylan laughed at me because he has epilepsy. So he was like, ha ha, I don't have epilepsy no more. You do. Now you know what it's like to have it. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So we go into the medical building. We're walking around, right? They put a flashlight in the middle of the hallway. We go sit at one end. We had two other guys go sit at the other end. You can hear them. They're like loud all of a sudden. They're like, what the fuck? We're like, y'all good down there? It was funny. Eventually, the flashlight in the middle of the hallway went out. And it didn't move. It, it didn't move, and there was like a button on the side. So it was one of them slide up and down ones. 
and I was like, no way. She's probably controlling it. But I'm watching her hands the whole time. She has nothing in her hands. And the rest of us are guests. So I'm like, there's just no way. There's no way in hell this woman's controlling it. So we go down there and we talk to the guys and we were like, what was all the ruckus? And they're like, we heard something slam over here. It was like footsteps and all of a sudden it slammed and it scared the crap out of us. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So we went into another room. We left that flashlight in the hallway and then we sat in a, uh, I guess, a shower area. And they put another one down in between me and the tourist, tour guide. I was the tourist. She was the tour guide. So it was just sitting there. And we would ask it questions. I'm like, this is so stupid. All of a sudden, the light went out. And it wasn't like immediately. It'd be like a couple seconds go by or a couple minutes would go by. So that's why I was like, oh, my God, that's real. Because, you know, she could have screwed with us and been like had it down in like three seconds or you know, about 30 seconds, but that didn't happen at all. So I'm like, okay, this is getting creepy. I just watched this thing cut out. It was like the battery was dying. You know how like you have a flashlight and you sit it there and the light starts flickering and then it goes out and you're like, what the fuck? The thing on the side of the um, flashlight wasn't moving. I was watching it. The light just went out on itself. I was like, okay, this thing's got to be dead. I picked it up and I looked and I slid it and... A little bit more, because I guess it slid back a little bit. I slid to the front. Bitch came back on perfectly. I was like, what the fuck? This is weird, right? So, everybody eventually went back to base. Me and Dylan, we decided that, you know, we were going to go back in. So, we left base and we go back in. Like I said, you can go in the building as much times as you want until you and your group go to another building. And then you got to leave that building, right? So, I did a Facebook Live. And I went through the whole building. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I skipped the part. My bad. Before me and Dylan did that, after that encounter in the showers, we went down to the morgue, right? Their little small morgue, whatever. It only had, like, two. Like, you can only have, like, two bodies at a time, which was crazy. So I'm sitting there like, okay, the light flickers. And... We ask, like, some questions. It doesn't do nothing. Then she asks, do you want us to get out? And then the light turns off, and we're like, okay, we're going to get out then. And then she asked them to turn the light back on if they really want us to get out. And light came back on, and we're like, oh, fuck, like, let's get out of here. So while everybody was at base, like I just told you, me and Dylan decided to go back in, and I did my Facebook Live. Well, I stopped, and we were leaving, right? And as we were leaving, let me tell you guys, I'm very skeptical. So, I don't really hear or see anything often. Like, I do. Like, sometimes my mom will play tricks on me. Like, if I'll come downstairs, my parents will have, like, laundry sitting in the chair, and then my dad's hat sitting on it, and it'll make it look like some guy is sitting in my chair. And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And when I get up to it, it's like a chair full of clothes and a hat. You know what I'm saying? So, like, stuff like that has happened to me, but not, like, where I felt something touch me or I felt, like, something talking to me or whatever nothing like that right so we're walking out and all of a sudden behind me and dylan i did hear this clear as day get out and i turn around <laughs> mind you guys i'm an idiot i said who the fuck you think you talking to and dylan's like bro like let's just get out of here that, that shit was creepy i'm like looking down the hallway and I'm like looking both ways. And I'm like, I don't know where your face is at, but I know you're looking dead ass at me. 
So I want to look you in your motherfucking eye. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was wild, man. Because this isn't the first asylum that I've ever been into. You know, I've been committed to one, I've worked in one, and I explored abandoned ones. So it's not the first one I've ever been into, you know. So that was just creepy. He was like, get out. I was like, what the fuck do you think you're talking to? So we eventually, you know, leave that building because we just done, we done saw everything. And uh, we go to the forensics. This is my favorite. Nothing really happened downstairs, right? All right. She wants us to go to the cell block. I'm like, what? We go up there and we sit down. She puts a light down. I tell you what, you guys. For some reason, the flashlight in the hallway would go on sometimes. But the one in the, um, all the way to the left, it was a cell all the way to the left. That one would turn on. See, I had one to my right. You know, we would all sit in the hallway in front of these doors. And there's like four doors, right? I put one in the door all the way to the right the door all the way to the left and then one in front of us right so we're sitting there like chilling whatever we spread out and we're sitting there and she's asking the questions and the light flickers on like she asks what's his gender he's a male obviously his name is dude he won't tell her if his what is his real name is he just goes by dude and she also asked him about simon and carol because um there was a group that came in before us they were saying that they could hear Simon and Carol having a conversation about something and they end up like disappearing. So we asked them if we heard them and if they were there and he said, yes, we asked them if he was a patient. He said, yes. Um, is the medical hospital a bad area? Did bad people work there is what I asked him and he responded. Um, there was a few times he really didn't respond. He responded for a lot. But most of the time, he made the flashlight in the room all the way to the left turned on. And he did make the one turn on in front of us. Well, she pulls out these stick things, right? They curve in your hand, and then they uh, come out like a candy cane. You know how you have a candy cane, and you eat the top? Well, take the top, and you know how we take... <sighs> Let me explain a little better. Y'all know how candy canes look, right? You ever taken a candy cane and made it, make it look like a gun? That's what, that's what it looked like in your hands, right? But they're metal rods. And she was telling us about them, and the spirits are supposed to move them in whatever direction is the right direction, right? So if you ask it a question, it'll move the rods in that direction. So she's got her hand still, right? And uh, she asked them a question, and they moved in the right direction. This one was what creeped me out. She asked them, who in this room has hats on? And it was just me and Dylan, we had hats on. I shit you not, one turned slowly and went all the way to the left, like diagonal, and pointed at Dylan. And the one in her right hand, man, I'll never forget it. That thing started slowly moving towards me, and then once it was, like, pointed directly at me, it stopped, and it stayed there for a while. Let me tell you something. She handed me those things and a couple other people, and none of us knew how to freaking use them. They were, like, moving wherever they wanted to go. And I was like, I'm trying to force them. I even forced them to try to get them where I wanted them to go, and it didn't happen. So there's no way that she would have been able to keep her hand still while that wand was pointing at me. She would have had to move her whole entire arm and point it directly at me, and it probably still wouldn't even point at me because I got her to do it, and it didn't work. So I was like, there's no way in hell she's controlling this. Either she's a freaking spirit herself, or she's got one hell of an experience, or... 
whatever, but it's it's just very rare. There's no way. So we talked to dude for a while, asking him questions. You know, as time progressed, he stopped really answering, and you know, we told him have a good night, stay safe, whatever. And uh, he lit up the light one last time to let us know, like, yeah, you too, or whatever. So we go down in the um, showers and the downstairs, right, far away from where dude was. No activity at all. Nothing. We even had that green light that she put in the hallway. Kind of like those green lights that you put in your bedroom and they like turn different colors. Kind of like at the skating ring where you're like at night and they got those different colors like shining down on the floor and stuff. Yeah, that's what she had. And uh, we were just sitting there in the showers looking at those colors and no activity happened. It was crazy. I was like, wow, what the hell? That's wild, man. Like, that's that's crazy. So I'm like, okay, well, this is cool. So we went around a couple more minutes, and we, uh, you know, took some videos of some things. But that's about it. When we end up leaving, we decided to buy a T-shirt, a Trans-Allegheny T-shirt. It was really cool. I mean, Trans-Allegheny, the front of the building, kind of reminds me of the front of the building of Outlast, the video game. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's creepy, right? But instead of, you know, the building turning and stuff, like when you, you know, if you look at the picture of Outlast, the building does curve in and then goes flat again, but trans is just flat all the way down. So, I mean, the front kind of looks like it, but the rest of it doesn't. But I'm getting off track. So we get a t-shirt and we end up like talking to them, telling everybody, hey, goodbye, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Well, the building actually was called Thomas Kurtbride's asylum so if you try to type in trans allegheny it's not going to really pop up because that's the new name they called it but if you call it kirk bride asylum k-i-r-k-b-r-i-d-e asylum it'll pop up and all the footage of people recording it will be there okay so yeah it's a very cool place and uh, i recommend you check it out there's like stories about how people were murdered in there i think i heard a story one time the tour guide said that uh there was a nurse she got murdered in the stairwell and she was there for like three weeks don't know nobody was there so we don't know if that's true or not but that's still super awesome they said there was a lot of violent people there and a lot of people died there so i was like hell yeah let's do it brandon would have loved to come with us because that's what brandon does like when i go into an abandoned place right I think I said this on the last episode. I like to look at the architect. I like to see what was left behind. You know, that's the stuff I focus on. You know, like, oh my God, did they just, if we're in asylum, like if we go into an abandoned asylum, I'm looking for a wheelchair. I'm looking for old beds that they used to sleep on. I'm looking for, you know, the blood pressure machine, which I don't even know what it's called. And I worked in a mental hospital and I still don't know what the hell it's called, you know, I want to look for people's like um, personal files, stuff like that. You know, I like looking at stuff like that and what the rooms and the building look like and all. Brandon, he goes in and he's trying to communicate with ghosts or spirits or whatever. I mean, of course, he's not sitting on the floor with a Ouija board trying to release demons or nothing like that. But he'll go in there and like try to talk to him and see if he can communicate with them, see if anybody's there. Me, I'm a little skeptical. Like you had to really really do something like slam a door or something in order for me to believe that something's there right 
like the factory. <laughs> oh my God. I told y'all the story about the factory last time. But I didn't tell you about the hard hat room. I have a video of when me and Jay went to the hard hat room, but I'm going to save that for another time. And that's pretty going to, that's pretty much going to be part two of the factory, which yeah, I have to go more in depth in that, but this episode's more about trans Allegheny. So we eventually back to trans Allegheny. I'm getting off topic. Eventually, we grabbed our t-shirts, we took our pieces of paper, we walked out the front door, we got in the car. I was like, bro, I've already got bad experience, and, you know, with driving while tired. I've wrecked my Honda, falling asleep behind the wheel in my car right now, which Dylan was with me when I, you know, skimmed it on a guardrail a little bit, and I got some dents in the side of my car due to that. So I'm like, no, I'm not sleeping and I definitely not going to sleep and drive, especially driving through the mountains of West Virginia. I'm going to go right off a mountain and we're going to be dead. Like we're probably going to fall like 50, 60, 70, 80 feet down. And as fast as the car is going, like <laughs> if a tree don't stop us, we're going to keep going until we reach rock bottom. It's going to be like that movie, uh, uh, Dr. Strange where his car goes off the road and he goes down the mountain and shit. Yeah, that'd be our fate, but we probably wouldn't live it. But so we decided to go to a hotel. We didn't book a hotel. We went to the parking lot. We slept for a few hours. I think it was like five when we left and we woke up about eight and uh, I was ready to go at eight. I was like, you know what? I'm ready to go. Got three hours of sleep. I'm good. Like, and I was, you know, got behind the wheel and we drove and I drove a little faster because sometimes I find myself going under the speed limit and I'm like, okay, Nick, like you need to drive faster so we can get to where we're going. So, you know, I drove the speed limit a little bit above it, and we got back home. I dropped Dylan off. I went home. I got into bed, and I went back to sleep for about three more hours, got up, and I was like, ready to go about my day. We met up at uh, work the next day, and we talked about it, and it was just amazing. So hopefully I can continue to keep doing it. I'd like to take my girlfriend on. Like, I'd like to take her to uh, a few of them, like – um waverly hill sanatorium in kentucky i'd like to take her to the ohio state reformatory and ohio and i'd like to take her to the abandoned prison in um tennessee and i'd like to take her to the uh, abandoned prison in um west virginia as well so that would be awesome it's crazy because the prison in west virginia is five hours that's the same amount of time as um, going to the beach where my boys live at in North Carolina or going to Ohio, to Ohio State Reformatory. Ohio State Reformatory is five hours. The beach where my boys live at in North Carolina is five hours, which my hometown's only three hours and some change. So that's a hell of a lot closer. And that uh, abandoned prison in West Virginia is like five hours. So I can pretty much go where the fuck I want to go. But there's a few places I'd like to go, but Trans Allegheny was one that I enjoyed, and that one's for the books. But I love you guys. Y'all stay safe. I'll come out with more episodes, and I'll talk about, you know, WSH. I'll talk about, you know, the Children's Asylum. I'll probably get a B to jump up here and talk about it. Oh, no, no, we already talked about it. We already talked about it. We already talked about it. So we ain't got to worry about that one. But I want to talk about the other places I explored and my experience with those. But uh, y'all have a good day and you stay safe. I love you guys. Peace.